Welcome back to another episode of MJ's Progress, Not Perfection. Um, it's going to be a new twist. I'm not going to interview as much. Um, these first two episodes I'm putting out right away are the episodes. I was going to start my own podcast called Fun Facts, um, but it's too hard for me to do solo. I, I can't. I need to bounce off of somebody else. So instead... Mikey is going to be my co-host, and each since I'm not doing as many interviews as I used to, because I literally just don't have the time or energy, um, and I've been told so many times, you move so much, you have so much life experience, you should write a book. I don't feel like writing a book, to be honest. So instead, I figured what I would do is just put my stories out there, you know, chronologically, and just put myself out there and it's I talked to my therapist about it. she thinks it's a good idea so the first two episodes is the first six years of my life uh, that's a lie the first episode is basically like an overture and you know it's going through 30 years of my life and all the moves and then this the episode after this one is going to be the first six years of my life so and I'm I'm sorry, but this will be only audio only. It would just be a lot easier on me going forward. Thank you for listening as long as that you have. Welcome to the second episode of Fun Fact with J.D. Dokes. I am your your co, well not co-host, I'm saying co-host. I am your host, J.D. Dokes, where I am breaking down basically the chronicles of my life. I've, like I said in the original first episode, I've moved over 30 times in under 30 years, so people have reached out with my other podcast saying I should, you know, talk more about my life, and it's just a lot easier for me to do it under a different show, since everyone already followed MJ's Progress Not Perfection, um, this is kind of different because this is about me, as opposed to the other ones where about other people's lives. You know, there's the one episode about me that I did on my other show, but, you know, that was more about all my addiction years. And this is more about just my life in general, you know, from beginning till now, moving over 30 times in over five states in 30-some years. So let's get started with my first six years, which I was born and raised in Audubon Park. Audubon Park is a town most known for housing the veterans of World War II. It was extremely cheap to live there. It still is this day. That's why there's a two-year waiting list. But I grew up there because the way you can beat the waiting list is if you have like somebody hand you down the house or apartment, whatever you want to call it, they weren't apartments, they were half houses, you know, or I grew up in a one bedroom with an addition on that made an extra bedroom for me, but when I was two, my mom became pregnant with my brother, and um, they upgraded, they switched with an older lady, she was in a three bedroom, or yeah, she was in a three bedroom, and you know, she didn't need all that room in the stairs, so I, <laughs> my dad offered to move her, all of her stuff, as long as she would agree to switch with him. And it worked out great because, you know, by the time my brother was born, I literally turned three. 
on September 29th, and then two weeks later, my brother was born. So him and I have always been really close, you know. I was the best man at his wedding, and him and I talk, I would say, just about every day. You know, even though we live three hours apart, we're still just as close as we were. Well, you know what? But growing up, though, and I'll get into this as we go throughout the years, but growing up, Chris and I were typical brothers that didn't get along. Like, we got along, but, like, we definitely had our days where, let's just put it this way, at one point when, because my little brother, Chris, he's basically my younger brother, not my little brother, because he's always been, like, bigger shoulders, like, than me, and so he's always been my younger brother, not my little brother, to the point where when I was, I want to say, like, 12, and my brother was 9, my dad got us boxing gloves for Christmas, so that we would beat the shit out of each other whenever we had an argument, he would just send us out back to fight in the yard. <laughs> yeah, we used to, now saying it out loud just sounds ridiculous, but yeah. I mean, that's how we grew up, where if we had an argument, we had to go out back and just have at it until we couldn't move our arms anymore, and that was, looking back on it, a great way to parent that situation, because we were at each other's throats all the time. Um, even though we're best friends now, that came when we were roommates in North Carolina. That wasn't until I was just about 30 years old, and that's when, like, we became best friends, but that, that took a little while. I always, I said at his wedding when I did the toast, I said, our friendship is like Corey and Sean Matthews, where in the beginning, in the high school, and we're only three years apart, so we shared a high school for one year. The high school days or junior high days, we didn't get along. We fought each other all the time, literally and figuratively, um, but when we lived together in North Carolina in 2015, I just lost Colleen, um, my fiance at the time. Um, she had committed suicide, and my brother and I, on like I said before, a whim, we moved to North Carolina, and it wasn't until then that we actually became best friends. Like, I wouldn't have considered us best friends before then either, because I was in the middle of my addiction, so I wasn't no good to anybody. But I'll get into those years as we go throughout this. I just tend to squirrel, so I appreciate you bearing with me as I go through this, you know. But, so my brother was born, and I was three, and we moved into that bigger house, and now I had neighbors that were my age, so, I would say as early as four years old, I started playing t-ball, and I started playing hockey. We would play on my friend's street, because I grew up on a court. Every other street was a court or, or like a cul-de-sac, and all everything looked the same. It was one of those kind of developments, and... um so I shared a backyard with my friend Keith, and him and I, it was him and his older brothers that got me into hockey at an early age. I had already liked baseball. My whole family was into baseball, so <clears throat> it wasn't hard to get me into baseball as well. Um, but it wasn't until I met Keith and, you know, his older brothers that I started playing hockey recreationally. I fell in lo love with hockey just as fast as I fell in love with baseball. 
I was obsessed. I, you know, like I'm obsessed with anything when you have OCD. Um, I obsessed over knowing all the facts, all the players, having all the cards, collecting everything, you know, the equipment, whatever, going to games. I would go to baseball games with my grandfather and because he worked on the union and it was the electrician's union 98 and um my grandfather would take me a lot to games and i used to get a score book you know like the 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 book that you get the program i got a program every single time i went and i was more interested i was just as interested i would say because i was really interested in games at a young age I, I loved doing the scorebook, like, you know, single, double, whatever, home run. Um, I would fill out the scorebook at a young age because I was that obsessed already with numbers. Um, so when I discovered hockey, though, that's when I started getting into playing. I got into t-ball at an early age. I think I was like five when I first did t-ball. Um, and then I got into hockey when I was seven. That was like the earliest that I could do it. Um, and I played in the winter and I played in the fall, both street hockey leagues. Um, but we, I mostly played out on the street where it was a cul-de-sac and we barely had any traffic and I wouldn't want to grow up any other way, to be honest with you. It was, you know, one of those things when you share a backyard with somebody, you gain a friendship really quickly because that's, that's what it is. You're supposed to you know, hang out with the people if you're lucky enough like I was. Because when I moved in first grade, I then shared a backyard fence with somebody who I did a lot of first with, and we'll get into Jesse and I's friendship. Um, Jesse and I both got sober at the same time back in 2018, and we had, like, kind of bonded over a big time. He was in Florida, and I was in California, um, but we talked all the time because we were like, I, I went in April, I think he went in March, um, and we bonded over that. And then around Halloween that year, when I was celebrating six months, he had relapsed and, um, passed away pretty quickly after that relapse. Um, you know, fentanyl, it's nothing like heroin and yeah, we'll get into those years too. Because it is part of my life. Like I said, I'm just going to try to keep on a straight and narrow when it comes to, you know, my mind. But I do tend to squirrel a lot. So I appreciate you bearing with me while I go back and forth. Um, yeah. So I grew up having relationships with people that I shared a backyard with. And, it, and like, I grew up in a town where it wasn't uncommon that you shared backyards with... I shared, literally, the corner fence with my brother's best friend. And they met the same kind of way from us sharing fences. And I think they were, like, two months apart in age. So they were really close in age. So they became... They're still best friends to this day. Um, so I'll get into the money from years in my next episode... I, I wanted to cover Audubon Park years because, you know, that's when I fell in love with hockey and that's when I fell in love with baseball. And I feel like those, both of those sports, like I'm going to get ready to watch the Flyers game tonight. I feel like both of those sports 
I'm still obsessed with to this day. I might not collect the trading cards, but I definitely still know all the stats and still watch as much as I can, you know, whether it's hockey or the Phillies World Series just ended, but next year they should have a good enough team to maybe make a run for it again. Who knows? But it was, you know, fun. I wasn't, I would I would have been more upset if we got swept. I liked that we won a couple games and we kept it interesting and it wasn't just rolling all over us. Like they had to earn the Astros had to earn that World Series. They weren't going to be handed to them. And so as a baseball fan, I can appreciate that more than I, not more than I shouldn't say that. I can appreciate that just as much just because they gave it their all. Um, and they left it out all out in the field. So I, I can definitely appreciate that. And baseball is one of those things where you get my grandfather that I mentioned. I remember um, leaving my all-star game early um, to go with him to, you know, the all-star game. He had free entrance. We just didn't have seats. It was standing room only, but it was still totally worth it because he actually got us, you know, in the uh, bullpen where I got a bunch of autographs and I had that ball somewhere. I had to find it. It's probably worth something by now <laughs> since it was the All-Star game 25 plus years ago, almost 30. Oh my God, almost 30 years ago. Ugh, that hurts. That hurts to say. And that, and that's coming from somebody that's lived in, like I said, over 30 different places in 30 years. Um, growing up in Audubon Park is also where, well, it's something that I definitely would love to have, you know, I like where I live now. Um, but I really enjoyed having those backyard friendships. And being able to play football at a young age. And the only thing is when I was two, I broke my leg. That's the only kind of... And I had a dog bite my eye. And we had to get... So, let me start with when I was two. I'm convinced that I hurt myself trying to get attention. Um, because that's what two-year-olds do. And... I was standing on a soccer ball. Like I said, I was already into sports. I, I only played one year of soccer, and I low-key hated it, and I appreciated hockey a lot more. So I only lasted one year before I decided that, because soccer was in the fall, hockey was in the winter, and baseball was in the spring. And so the way I, you know, but when I didn't like soccer, luckily there was a fall hockey league that I could play in, so this way I kept up my streak of fall, winter, and summer, always having something, a uh, sport to play. But this is back when I was two, before I even found out that I sucked at soccer, was I tried standing on a soccer ball without holding on to anything like a genius. Like I'm some kind of person that has, I can't even ride a bike and I thought I had the balance to stand on a soccer ball without holding on to anything and not fall on my ass. So I broke my leg. That didn't, uh, <laughs> and it's only because of just I trying to get attention. And 
you know, look at me now, I've come a long way. <laughs> um, as I talk into a microphone for attention. Yeah, so I haven't changed at all. Um, so that was the biggest significant thing besides my friendships that I bonded over with. I would say the biggest thing that happened to me was hurting myself when I was two. Oh, and then my dog. We had a dog, Thunder. Um, he was so bad. At one point, he jumped through our screen window that chased after the mailman. Um, we didn't get rid of him, though. We just, like, reinforced <laughs> what he could and can't look out of. However, when I was in one of those, like, rolling thing with the tray, and, like, it's kind of good to walk around, and I don't know what they're called. I, I don't you know what I'm talking about. One of those, like, things where a baby gets put in and they have, like, a tray of food, but they can also shimmy themselves around. Um, one of those things. And I had to cut up hot dogs in front of me because, like I said, there was a tray. And the dog, I guess, tried taking them from me. And I might have swatted at the dog because I was two. And then the dog bit me right in the face. Um... I still have a tiny scar there, but let's just say we got rid of him after that. Um, I, I honestly don't know what to this day, if he got put under or if he got, got given away at this point. You know, I don't need that kind of answer. Um, <clears throat> either way, we had to get rid of him because I, I couldn't have that around me. So, my parents made the right call. It's not like we stopped getting dogs, as my parents have two dogs, my brother has two dogs, and my sister has two dogs, and I have two cats. <clears throat> Let's keep the tradition going, you might as well. And we did have a tortoise for a while named Vlad, um, but we gave him back to his original owner because we felt like he could have a better life with her. There was... She had more reptiles around, and we only had one, and it was definitely better off the other way. Um, so, yeah, when I was two, I broke my leg, and the other thing, I'm trying to, I had one more. I mean, that's, you know, oh, I, I remember, I had this weird memory of having chicken pox twice. I don't know if that's true or not, and but I'm pretty sure... I'll have to ask my mom, but I'm pretty sure I got chicken pox twice while living there. Like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, one of those super spreader things where I got it from Keith, or I gave it to Keith, or my brother then got it, and then my dad, and then I got it back. Something like that happened where everybody had chicken pox for, like, a whole entire year at one point. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it was around when I was seven, I, no, it was middle of July of 92, or 93, rather. Or was it? No, no, it was 92. And I was six years old, going on seven, and going into the first grade when I moved the money from, which it's literally a mile from door to door from where I grew up in Audubon Park to where I lived the money from. Mount Ephraim is a much longer um, segment. I lived in Mount Ephraim for 13 years, which is longer than I lived anywhere in my life. Like, I have 
30 different addresses in 30 years and 12 of those years are Mount Ephraim. So I do have a ton of memories and that epi those episodes are going to be broken out in longer form because they're just going to take way too long <laughs> to try to do it all in one episode. Um, you know, I loved growing up at Mount Ephraim. Like, I lived in the Audubon Park until I was six and then seven. And I think it was the best way for me to grow up was learning how to make friends with your backyard neighbors, learning how to find things that, you know, you both have in common, like hockey. And I, I think, and Keith and I are still friends to this day. I'm not sure if he's listening. If you are, feel free to reach out to me. But yeah. Keith and I are still friends to this day, and <clears throat> I have a lot of great friendships, you know, to this day of, I wouldn't, I w okay, but from people that I grew up with, and especially from, you know, money from years, uh, money from definitely was one of the coolest places I lived. And I only say that because of the kind of, like, atmosphere that I grew up in. I, I grew up in a small enough town where you could walk everywhere, where you didn't have to worry about crossing a highway or, you know, anything. Where the, any, None of the roads, only one road was 40 miles per hour. And there's plenty of roads, and there weren't one ways all over the place. They never ticketed it. Like, I live in a town that is ticket crazy right now. And they love to just pile on tickets. So, now that I've had that mess of, of like, a parking situation, I really do miss, you know, how you could just park anywhere in Mount Ephraim and it'd be okay. Uh, Audubon Park was a lot harder to park, um, which is funny to say is out loud. I, I hear it. Audubon Park is a hard place to park. Um, and it's only because every other street is a court and you can't really park on the street in the cul-de-sac because you're so thin. So that was a little bit of a, a hassle, but they didn't ticket you for parking on the street. They'd probably ticket you if you parked on the court, so I wouldn't have recommended that. Although I've seen plenty of people pull up on the court when they're trying to move in and out of those places. So yeah, I have plenty to talk about both money from... And I appreciate you following along so far if you're still listening. You know, I was told to write a book by multiple people, but I'm way better with words than I am with, you know, actually writing them down. I'm way better just off the cuff talking about things that, you know, are important to me. And growing up in Audubon Park <clears throat> and Mount Ephraim, are both extremely important to me. So thank you for following along. Please, uh, if you can, give it a rating or subscribe or follow. Leave a rating, one of those, you know, five-star ratings and write a review. It, it, all that helps. I appreciate it. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.